2: This podcast is brought to you by Men's T Clinic. Men's T Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972 go mens T or visit mensteaclinic.com.
0: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, who is in the middle of a tension-filled battle with Peyton Russell. We've got Mike Bassick and returning... For a three-day limited engagement. It is Alec Medford. Gentlemen, good morning. It's a good morning.
1: It is good. good. (laughs) You weren't prepared for that, were you? When you you said three-day engagement, I was like, hold on. Mike's here for the whole week. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Alec. We got Alec, too.
2: For our three-day engagement. Nice to have you.
0: You Thanks, can, Mike. You can catch him on the Get Right as nice. we heard him more and he more. You can there. catch us
2: catch him once to twice a week on our show, that's, producing that's, along with is, Chris and Rigo and Ross and Reggie. Now, most likely not for a while. Okay, yeah, okay, but he'll we'll come go. back during baseball season. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> there's somebody else that we don't okay, know we of. It's like we can discuss that another point. <laughs> hey, good morning.
1: Yeah. Hey, it's a good morning, Kevin. Man. Yeah,
2: I don't know about that anymore. Is wow. right. already. There's huh? my guy AJ Hinch on TV. Just got an extension, man. Oh, Hinchy. So I wanted to go through
0: some of the big questions of the winter meeting, and then I wanted to ask you this seriously. I appreciate why they're doing this, but there's a sandwich shop in San Francisco where he said so if Shohei. So signs with the Giants, he'll guarantee him free sandwiches for life. He
1: doesn't want your damn sandwich. He has a body to take care of.
0: Well, okay, that's true. But let's even put that aside. He's probably going to get $500 million plus. Do you think even at that level people enjoy a good deal? Because when we talked to Jerry, he goes, I use all those free birthday coupons.
2: Guess when I played for the New York Mets, who got the most free stuff given to him? David Cohn. Mike Piazza. Oh, that makes sense. The people who make the most money get the most stuff for free. And so I don't know if Mike Piazza appreciated all the free stuff he was getting, but I always thought, I need free stuff. I'm making league minimum and I'm probably getting sent back to Norfolk, Virginia in the next week or two. So I just find it interesting that it seems like the people who are obviously the most popular usually make the most money. And so, here in Dallas-Fort Worth, let's just take the Texas Rangers, for example. I bet Corey Seager gets offered the most free stuff. Yeah. He doesn't need, he's the one that needs the free stuff. So, the the more you need free stuff, the less likely you are
1: to get it. But because you you showed up to my place, I want you to come back again, or I I want everybody to see the picture or whatever it is.
2: How much money is Dak making this year?
1: uh 40 million do you think Dak
2: goes to any restaurant in Dallas Fort Worth and they're like here's the bill Dak yeah they always feel like I need to compliment I need this to be complimentary for Dak because this is amazing Dak came to my restaurant and people are seeing Dak and maybe people want to come back so there's obviously a benefit to Dak Prescott eating at your restaurant and obviously that's why he gets all his meals for free but when nothing against Cavante Turpin Cavante Turpin might need the meal for free more than sure. Dak does yeah, later in life. Cavante Turpin, like it or not, Cavante Turpin's going to have to work the second half of his life. And he's having a great cowboy career. He's probably going to be on the Cowboys another two to three years. He's probably going to be in the NFL another four to five years. But there's a good chance Cavante Turpin is not done working in his life. So Cavante Turpin needs the free stuff more. Sleep number, give Cavante Turpin a bed. Real.
0: That is a very fair point. Now – Which team, there's some questions that MLB.com put out as the winter meetings have begun. And I know Sean made a super on-point joke about that. But obviously, not a ton has happened just yet. But it feels like people will say that until Shohei signs. And is there a team that you think is going to be most active at the winter meetings? Obviously, leading into the winter meetings, we saw the Cardinals doing a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Is there a team for you? Well, when you say most active, you're not just talking free agency. You're talking trades fair, too, right? Fair, fair, fair. Because if sure. you're saying free agency, I want to say the Royals because they got like $30 million to spend. Like they're they're looking at it going, we got a lot of work we can do, but I feel like the Cardinals for sure should be one of those names involved in that because they that's a club that doesn't like to be at the bottom for very long. And then whichever team is going to try to get
0: Soto, yeah. to your point yeah. about the trades,
2: I would say the team that I bet – is the most active, and I read about it, is I think the Giants. The Giants are so disappointed with not getting Aaron Judge, without getting Carlos Correa, without getting Trey Turner. Right, They tried so hard last year to have a major free agent situation. They had to fire Gabe Kapler. The season didn't go the way they wanted. The Dodgers won a lot, even though they had really crappy pitching last year, part due to injury, part due to just – Guys weren't performing up to the level that they wanted to perform, and that's why they got blown out in the playoffs. Then Arizona came out of yep. nowhere and made the playoffs and made the World Series. And the Dodgers are still there. Yeah, so, so I look I look at San Francisco. They look at it. Look, they have a great stadium. They're in a major market. I look at San Francisco and say, I just don't think San Francisco wants to come out of this offseason without having one to three major signings. I wanted to, question number two makes me a little bit nervous
0: because MLB.com writers were answering this, is which major free agent is the most likely to sign by the end of the meetings? And this was one of their
1: answers. Here's the set and the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out through that curveball. And Caminero is out on strikes. Five strikeouts for Jordan Montgomery in seven innings. Four coming on the hook. And I
0: might be wrong about this because the other answer they gave was Yamamoto. That's, and, and, that's
2: what's going to be okay. mine.
0: And, and Yamamoto makes a lot of sense to me. I guess I've started to get in the headspace for Jordan Montgomery. And y'all could tell me if you think I'm off on this is I definitely still think the Rangers can get Jordan Montgomery. But I think it would be a much more likely scenario if all of these things happen and Jordan Montgomery is still sitting on the shelf.
2: You know what I'm saying? I hear you because the Rangers the last two years, we got used to this. They beat the market. Again. As in they were the ones first to go, we're getting Seeger and Simeon and um John Gray. Those were the major three guys that they got. And they're like, we're getting them before the strike. Uh we are gonna we are gonna hit before uh you know this this happens. And they were the first team to do it. Last year I remember being in New York around this time for a vacation and the news came down. Jacob DeGrom signs with the Texas Rangers, they were the first one to kind of strike in the marketplace to to hit the big free agent pitcher. Uh, Then it was later in Christmas that they got uh, Nate Yep. So I look at it and go, we're used to now the Rangers setting the market quickly, and the Rangers are publicly stating, we are not going to set the market. We are not going to be first in the bidding wars uh, on these pitchers or on a certain position player or maybe on a trade. I still want him to be because I know that Chris Young is great at his job. I know he's very aggressive, and, and maybe he has to sit back for the first time kind of being part of the general manager situation or the general manager. He might have to sit back a little bit and maybe wait for, unfortunately, he might have to wait for Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell to sign and see what the leftovers are. To your Cardinals point, can I make this point real quick? Wouldn't you rather just re-sign Jordan Montgomery back knowing how good he is than signing Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Those two guys' money sense. get close to what you're going to have to pay Jordan Montgomery. Wouldn't you rather have Jordan Montgomery back as a Cardinal than signing guys that are past their
1: prime? Yeah, but that but that's the they, they wanted to make sure they had some of these because, I, I mean, Lance Lynn gave up 44 home runs last year. He led the league in giving up home runs. I didn't. I didn't think that was effective. Uh, an effective sign for them. Maybe they're hoping that's a back half guy, but I don't think that they paid him like yeah, a back half. Yeah, just weird. Guy.
2: Like the Cardinals are just signing all the former Ranger uh, all stars from two to four years ago.
1: The my, one of the things, Kevin, that I, I you like Jordan Montgomery. I, do. I just saw a text that said he needs to be the number one Rangers target. Agreed. And I have to sit back and say, how do we define the difference between? Contract season—that's one of the three major motivating factors—and that dude was getting to get contract season on the biggest stage out there. So his number went up for whatever he was. If he wasn't on a World Series team, Kevin, he wasn't on a playoff team. I agree with you. His number would be lower, but because of what he did on that stage, so now you have to—I have to ask myself: Am I going to get that same pitcher, or am I paying for a pitcher that was on contract season, a pitcher that had a grudge, a pitcher that had fun babies to take care of? Look. All
0: of the things
1: that you just said, he has fun, baby. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what those are the three factors.
0: No, I, I understand everything that you're saying right there. And my argument to that would be is this is who he is, like post pandemic, it which is a weird way to put this in terms of his career, but 2021 really good season with the Yankees. And if you just want to look at it like this. 3-8. 3-8. Next season, 3-7. Got traded to the Cardinals, 3-1. Back with the Cardinals this year, 3-4. Yeah, but did, how many games did he start? Uh, in 2022, he started 32 games. And in 2023, he started 32 games. And mm-hmm. twenty
2: one, he started 30. He pretty much is a 30, 30, get 30 starts with an ERA in the mid threes. Yes. That's who you're getting. And so you're right about
0: he probably pitched even beyond best case expectations and what he did in the playoffs was good but other than that like you look at the last several years there he is a to mike's point start just about every game mid three guy that's that's somebody that i want i understand the appeal of yamamoto i do but it just sounds like the rangers can't be dealing in that i understand everybody who wants shohei and like the rangers just aren't dealing in that montgomery is a guy that you know works
1: here yeah, no, I, and that's that's why I asked that because there are some significant numbers that show that he is consistent yes. over and over, year in year out. And and I know, like Mike, we talk about Tommy John with every every pitcher. It's a fear that it's going to happen. This dude starts a lot of games for you, and at 30 years old, it's a steal for the next what five years, yep. six years. I would, yeah, five or six. I I maybe the next four years it's a steal. I'm of the of the opinion that
0: the longer you sit on the shelf, the more that changes, you know, like Jordan Montgomery's on sale. I, I guess for lack of a better descriptor, a lot of news, everybody's talked about it. Has your opinion changed at all about, I say Shohei goes to the Dodgers. Has your opinion changed on that at all? Or do you have other teams that you're like, watch out for Toronto?
2: I would say watch out for those guys or San Francisco, but I do think at the end of the day, he'll be a Dodger. The Dodgers last off season didn't do much. And you even heard, why are they not doing much? They're so close and they won the 2020 COVID championship, but that was a weird championship. It does count. Just like it counts for the Lakers, but you look at it and it does have a little bit of I think an asterisk to the fan yeah, to, okay. to like the fans they're like, yeah, that was a weird year, 60 games, you know, but it does count. And it stopped their streak from 88 to 2020, but why are they not doing anything? And that was in January of 2023. They're that's like, the prep for now. Because they're going to go get Shohei. Because they are they are letting people go, and they are not doing certain things so they can get Shohei. So then we're 11 months later in the process. So I'm just assuming if they knew their plan was in the beginning of 2023 to have Shohei from 2024 to 2034, I'm assuming that that's what they're going to get.
1: Look, Ron Washington doesn't just play games to play games, Kevin. When he said, I don't have anything to say about that right now because I don't want to let anything out the bag, that tells me that the Angels have something in the bag that they want to get. So, like, that's what? so the Angels. I think the Angels are still trying to bring that dude back. I would be shocked. I just about don't that.
2: think he's coming back. He's been there six years. They That'd haven't be even been competitive. And I just wonder this. As soon as Shohei signs with another team, which I 99.9% believe he will i wonder how quick the rumors come out they're trying to move mike trout they just need mike trout's permission yeah so i I think that hasn't even been part of the off season yet but as soon as shohei signs let's say with the dodgers i do think all of a sudden the articles will come left and right a zillion of them are the angels going to move mike trout because they are in a complete rebuilding stage
0: will juan soto get traded to the yankees during the winter meetings or you might think he gets traded elsewhere.
2: 50-50, yes, he gets traded uh, by Thursday. And I say specifically to the Yankees.
1: I say the Mariners. Mariners are going to try and make a move Which for I him. just don't
2: think on a one-year contract, you're trading the gold glove 21-year-old shortstop. Like Supposedly, Anthony Volpe is going to go in this trade to San Diego. So you get Whoa. a gold glove shortstop who has five more years of control yeah. for a guy who has one year left that you're not planning on re-signing. And you... Might get uh, Jason Dominguez with it, too. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're saying, but we also want your number one pitching prospect. Dude, if you get their number one prospect, you get the gold glove shorts up, struggled tremendously with hitting, but he's 21 years old. And you because they won't give you the number one pitching prospect, you're going to say, no, I think the Yankees are offering more than other teams are going to offer those two prospects on their own, one already having a year of experience in the major leagues. Dominguez can't come back till mid-season next yeah. year because of Tommy John surgery. He's an outfielder, by the way. He's the next Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio combined, according to uh, prospecting baseball. Wow. Play, which, it was stupid to ever put him on that, that then level. I would, then I would make that trade. Is And then, do you still think, since you mentioned the Mariners
0: or Soto, do you still think they're in the mixture show, Shohei? No. Okay.
1: According they did, to sources. They
2: dump salary for some reason, though.
1: Yes, that, and that's why I feel like Soto's the most likely. Okay. And how much does a chimney sweep cost? Does it? Can anybody what? help me out with chim, that? Chim, chimery,
2: chim, chimery, chim chim, chim chim, chim, chim Oh one,
1: yeah. Mary Poppins. I
2: call, have call no Mary.
0: idea, and neither do if you. If you have a chimney sweep that was out Andy there, Andy Van
2: Slyke who played that. That, I think. that was no, not. That no, was that was
0: Dick Van, Van Dyke. We oh. might have to dump that. We're the KNC Masterpiece. No, you have right to tell his name. On 1053, the fan coming up next. Played we go Barry around. Blonde. Stop it. Stop it. We go around the NSC Pittsburgh, East. Right? Yeah. The showdown is Bobby set Bonilla. and the stakes are high. Let's talk about it next, right here on the. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: Got clock at four. Donchich.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And
1: Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Man. Belt tie snap. Prescott with plenty of time. Lofts it. End zone. Jake Ferguson. Covered by
2: Jamal Adams, but it doesn't matter. Fergie into the end zone, and Dallas takes the
0: lead in the fourth. It's time to go around the NFC East. Always choose your own adventure around the NFC East. Would you like to start with the commanders who are really fun today? The Eagles, the Cowboys, or the Giants who are not
2: fun? You see how he's trying to, like, coerce us into saying commanders?
1: Yeah. I'll
2: take Washington.
0: Oh, good choice. Good choice. I
1: was going to say start with the Cowboys because they're going to be first place in the division. You'll feel they
2: well, that still will not. They will.
0: That's true. They will be tied they for won first last. place because that's,
2: that's how my son wants the tiebreaker to work. <laughs> and that's in how it works in college football. <laughs> and
0: it, oh, it, oh, it, is, it, it is true.
1: Oh, hot fire!
2: Is
0: Corey? You'll be most excited about this. Washington is terrible. They lost forty-five to fifteen. But the more important part about that is that, my friends. Is gummy for the 1,082nd time in NFL history. A unique final score combination. Washington loses 45 to 15. Now let's talk about all the magical ways in which the commanders are terrible. Is Sam Howell has been sacked a league high 58 times, losing nearly 400 yards in the process. Good Lord. I know. If you want to add to that, in the last three games, he has three pick sixes. So, good job there.
1: The commanders. They were like, hey, stop getting sacked. He was like, okay, I guess I'll just throw it. Yeah, and they're like, hey, go ahead and get, yeah, sacked, get sacked again. because it'll, it'll take a long time to get you
0: all the way back to the end zone. And in that case, it'll just be a safety. Yeah. Now, the commanders gave up 45 points to the Cowboys. Also gave up 45 points in that aforementioned 45-15 loss to the Dolphins. That is the first time they have given up consecutive games of 45 points or more since 1954. So again.
1: Were they still were they the same team then? Were they, like uh, they the triangles had a different or something? Name, okay.
0: But how many years ago was 1954? Set. almost 69. at least 50 nice. 69 years ago so there's that Did you
1: say almost 50 no at least 50 <laughs>
0: <laughs> how often do you do that? that's what my wife calls close math
2: uh-huh. and
1: she goes eh, you got
2: it yeah it was close
1: yeah i was gonna say 70 but i was like We're Hold past on.
2: 2000 it was 54 mm-hmm.
1: so you know it's at least 50 you
0: weren't able to piece together it's at least 60 but i would say 70 okay rounding up good yeah. enough all right you guys want to go So the point is, hey, commanders are terrible. So try not to act surprised when Ron Barry gets fired. Do you want to go with the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the Giants? Cowboys. Good decision. The Cowboys... Because they're almost in first. That's true. Are tied for the longest consecutive run of home games, scoring 40 points or more. They now have done this four straight games... That is tied with four other teams, including the 1952 Detroit Lions, who won the NFL championship. Really? That was, before we had, that was a long time before we had the Super Bowl.
2: There's the final four. There was Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago, and the Giants. I think those were the four teams in the NFL at the time. They had a 25% chance of winning.
0: You know what? I I don't think that is accurate, but I don't think it's as far off as one would guess. When did they start expansion? They oh, no. They had 12 teams. The Cleveland Browns, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, teams you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Chicago Cardinals, the Washington, we don't call that them, them that anymore, the Detroit Lions, the LA Rams, the 49ers, Packers, Bears, and the worst team in the league, the Dallas
1: Texans.
2: It's amazing how fast they found gold in 1949 in San Francisco and then started having professional teams there.
1: Yeah, that was pretty quick. That's turn that around. Not, the I'm New York Giants were close to moving there.
2: The 40 the San Francisco 49ers are like, we found gold, put a put a football team here. <laughs> not,
0: I'm not doing that
2: today. <laughs> All
0: right. Now,
2: the Dallas Cowboys. Damn
0: it. The Dallas Cowboys As I've told you, have now scored 40 points or more in four straight home games. But they've also scored 40-plus points in five games this year, tied for the most in franchise history, with 2021 and 1971. 1971, first time they ever won a Super Bowl. So they need
1: to do it one more time. And then they'll be the best. And then they will have been better than Kellen Moore's offense.
0: You know what? We're going to get to that at twelve twenty. I got some pretty strong but like, arguments there. You, you got to do yeah. it one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and you were the best. Because M- McCarthy did say last year, "I don't want to. I don't need to light the scoreboard up. We still want to score a lot of points, but we don't have to light it up that at the at the expense of our team." And yeah, I think here, that's important. Yeah, no, I agree. But
0: still, yeah, it's helped in a couple of these games for sure.
1: I think that. Yes. You know what? Well, I'll save that for the twelve twenty segment. Okay. All right. So, we will get back to
0: that. Now, a couple of other amazing statistics for the Dallas Cowboys. They've outscored their opponents at home this year by plus 151, second highest in franchise history to this point, behind only 1966, another great Dallas Cowboys team. And they've also scored 246 points in their first six home games, the most in Cowboys history at this point so this team just setting all kinds of records left and right at least for home field play road well i don't really have any amazing statistics for you there all right i'm gonna just tell you the giants one because it's super boring they opened the practice window for Tyrod Taylor, and so they released Matt Barkley because they are just going through the motions right oh, now. Oh, so
1: it won't be a Barkley and Barkley backfield. Yeah,
0: it's really unfortunate unless you like good football.
1: Jacksonville might need a quarterback.
0: We're gonna get to that, Mike. I'm sorry about that. You ready to talk about the Eagles? E no, Mike. Why?
2: S no. Just went to the end.
0: Okay, and F- threw me off. S
2: S. Do you think it's the A
0: G L E I've left when out? When people spell out letters.
1: What are you. Wait, what? Yeah. What?
0: Like S E S. But it's just, you can just put the letter S. You no,
1: know, isn't that is in Spanish?
0: Okay, but you're not speaking Spanish right now. Oh, sure, absolutely. we need to try to take down K L N O. Clearly, I see. <laughs> <Clarence>. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Adrian
1: always got mad at me when I would go, S-O-K? And she's like, that's not a thing. And I'll be like, they always say yes or no. So, I see, I see. I mean, so, so.
0: Is the Eagles, what do you think the points, have you seen the points spread for the Cowboys game?
2: I think I didn't, I think I heard, I did not look. Is it three? It's now three and a half. Does that, surprise
0: you at all or seeing how dominant the Cowboys have been specifically at home does that feel right to you
2: it does because if this game was at Philadelphia I would exu- I would assume that the Eagles would be favored by two to three points I think the Cowboys are gonna win on Sunday two. yeah so I, I had them as a split to start the year and I still think that the Cowboys lost in Philadelphia and will win at home I think these teams are very similar and very close in talent and everything, so I look at it and say they were going to split when the year started. I think the season has played out very similarly to what I thought it would. I don't even know if I use that word correctly. Seems like a pretty basic word, but Similarly? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I look at it and say, yeah, Cowboys should be favored and should win this game. Should mean shame. Do you look at this as well? You surely have heard him say that before.
0: You look at this as well and think three and a half is about right. Yeah,
1: I mean, both of these teams are very evenly matched in a lot of respects, and the home field advantage, the way the Cowboys, I don't know what it is. And Kevin, you had a whole, you had an entire segment on home field advantage uh, and and how it's shrunk a lot. And so that's a, I think it's a big factor for this Cowboys team. They have confidence here. And so I, I do wonder if, Maybe the sideline's a little wider this time when Dak goes to that sideline and tries to get into the end zone.
0: Oh, man, I hope so. Is So some more stuff for the Eagles, one of which is pretty interesting to keep your eye out on. Jalen Hurts, they lost against the 49ers. Obviously, they got crushed pretty good. He had won 14 straight games against teams with a winning record, Then that remains astonishing to me. But in terms of the Eagles moving forward, keep an eye out on this. Christian McCaffrey led the way for the 49ers on the ground. As a team, they had 146 yards rushing. That's the third straight game the Eagles have given up at least 146 yards rushing. Before that, they had not given up more than 107 in any game all season. Okay. So think about that. Before their bye, never more than 107. Since then, Three straight of at least 146, so you're starting to see some issues with the Philadelphia Eagles run defense that were definitely not as prevalent as they had been before the bye.
1: Yeah, uh, and I I think, Kevin, a lot of that in my mind has to do with their pass defense being ineffective as well. And, and the balance of those things, you can throw on on the Eagles. You can't load up the box because you know you're going to. They got to protect. Back yeah, and so now that's 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 screwing them over a little bit because they have you know they're trying to they're imbalanced with their defense. So I think because you can throw on them so much, uh, you can run on them as well. This will
2: be like ponchos raise the flag, getting fifty. I don't like this. I don't like the term forty burger, so I'm trying to change it.
1: Fifty brisket is what it, what we call it. 50, $50 brisket? 50 brisket, yeah.
2: Because it costs
1: $50? I guess. It's just a higher end. It's higher than a Wagyu burger. brisket? Yeah, something like that.
2: Are you saying ponchos isn't, like, quality?
1: I've never had ponchos before. Really? I went once. Really? Yeah, I went, but it was like my, my cousins were going there to eat, and I had already eaten, and I got uh, there and just kind of hung out. I would guess
2: it's been at least eight years since I've been. I think the last ponchos I went to off of... I think it's I-20 in Arlington. I think that's the last time I went, but it's had to be a good eight to ten years ago.
0: But it was was it a good
2: experience? Or? It was fine, yeah. Okay. I mean, you can, obviously it's buffet food, so it's, sure. it's now, okay.
0: we need to clarify something on the tiebreaker, because people asked us about this yesterday, and I guess we did skip a step and jump ahead. Tiebreaker goes like this. Who has the better record? All right, let's just go off the idea that the Cowboys—that's the
2: tiebreaker. Who has a better record? Yeah. That's, a Boom. Good, that's a good one. In I your like face. That one. So, assuming the Cowboys win, it would be. <laughs> what if they have the same record? What if you beat them twice but have a worse record? Okay, well then you still lose, Mike. I, mean, I don't. I don't think that's fair.
0: If you have the same record, you will go to head-to-head. That would be even. You go to division. What if you're
2: the la- What if you won the last head-to-head? No,
0: they do not. They do not they put more it. weight on it than anything else. That's how they do it in college football. Then they, that is true. Then they go to division record. Then they go to common, common opponent record. That's going to end up, assuming all things are equal, being the same. Like, if you project out a tie for the— We Cap- beat
2: the Jets. They lost to the Jets.
0: I know, but they're assuming they beat the Cardinals. You lost the Cardinals. What? I think if all the results go as anticipated— That would likely be a tie. Now, I will tell you this. If the Eagles lose one of those games, you would have the advantage, but you also would have the better record, so it wouldn't really matter. So I still think the tiebreaker it's going to come down to is conference record, at which point the Eagles would have a better conference record because the other team they lost to was the Jets, and so that does not ding them as much. So it is true that common opponent record is the next tiebreaker after divisional record, but... I believe that will end up being the same record. So that's why we skip ahead to conference.
1: Yeah, but it's really, Kevin, it's more about on Monday. Can we roll in here and say we're first in the NFC East? You can say you're tied. You you're By percentage points, you are ahead of them, right? You are not.
0: You are. You are not. You have the exact same record as them.
1: Yeah.
2: We should schedule another game.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Back to back. Let's play two. Sunday night. How do you think that would play out?
2: Tiebreaker. You play Sunday, the last day of the year, and then Monday, just like you know in baseball or whatever. All right, and I'll tell you what. Monday, you play the Eagles again on a neutral no, 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 side no, no, to no, decide no, no. if you get no, the. Bye no, 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 no. I'm
0: going to trick this up for you. You play the Eagles Monday evening. You get another home game against the Giants. What do you put that point spread at?
1: I mean, the over under. I'm putting it 14. So
0: against that, the, if you played on Monday against the Giants <laughs> at home, what's that point spread? And the Giants are off this weekend.
2: Cowboys by 10.
0: (laughs) Even having to play on back-to-back days? Even if the Giants were off on back-to-back days? Cowboys by 10? I've seen the Giants play. Okay.
1: We've all seen them played. They're horrible.
0: We're the KNC masterpiece right here. (laughs) I don't know about that point spread on one hundred five three. The fan coming up next. It's time for baseball nuggets with Mike Basek.
2: Would the Cowboys? I mean, would the Cowboys? (laughs) Would the Rangers trade for a hurt player? Uh, I screwed it up. Let's just talk (laughs) about it next.
1: Three balls and a strike. Here's the pitch. Adolis swings, and it's a high drive to right field. Going back
0: is Carroll. He's at the wall. He leads. That ball is history. Adolis Garcia has walked off the Diamondbacks in the 11th. My goodness, he's done it again. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now.
2: Time for some baseball nuggets with Mike Baszak. All right, so my first baseball nugget uh, brought to you by the Diamond Factory uh, near the Galleria. Uh, it's an awesome place to get a holiday gift. I got a diamond last night on eBay real quick. I got, I sold this card to Derek Holland, and I regretted selling it to Whoa. him, but he really wanted it, so I sold it to him. I replaced it, though, last night. 1962 tops there is a card with mickey mantle and willie mays Mays, on it called the manager's dream and i won an auction last night on it so i finally got that card back months after selling it to Derek holland so okay very happy about that so that's why today's a good day so i got my mantle and mays 1962 card back which i just think is a really cool it's just those two on the card there's other mantle and mays cards in the history of making Mantle and Mays cards when they played. But it's the only one with just those two on it. Because I think there's one with, like, Harmon Killebrew in it, too. and there's old home run derby. Yeah, but anyways, that's my first baseball nugget. Really excited to get that card back into my collection. The next one, the one that I teased, and it's not for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, it's for the Texas Rangers. Edwin Diaz is reportedly back to 100%. His knee that he hurt in the World Baseball Classic when he was jumping up and down is supposedly fully recovered. He will be in spring training at 100%, closing for the New York Mets. I bring this up. In the article, it didn't say the Mets are willing to now trade him this offseason. I guess maybe teams are just going to want to see him pitch again. But I bring this up in this. I don't think the Rangers are trading for Edwin Diaz in the next month or two. But if the Rangers free agent um situation i I do think jose leclerc and spores did their job in the playoffs and i feel like you feel pretty good about the eighth and ninth inning but if for some reason the eighth and ninth inning aren't going as well as you hoped in the regular season i the mets have come out and said we're in a rebuilding phase we're not going at we're not trying to win in 2024 and we're probably not trying to win in 2025 so i just wonder as the season progresses uh, if you don't get Josh Hader, which I don't think the Rangers are even going to bid on Josh Hader, I just wonder if they would want to go after Edwin Diaz and trade premium prospects and bring his number down from $20 million to $12 Because the Mets showed last okay. year with Verlander and Max Scherzer, they're willing to eat salary to get prospects back. And if you drop that number,
0: it seems like the Rangers are, and I understand why, potentially leery of moving into double luxury tax territory and if you can drop that number maybe you can avoid him and just the cost you really end up paying is via your prospect
2: yeah and i have no clue what the mets would want back uh, you know from the rangers but i just think that's a person to keep an eye on i don't think he's going to have a ton of save opportunities with the mets i think they're a 90 loss team yeah uh probably next year I think it'll be fun. I don't know. Will you guys follow Luis Angel Acuna at all and see how he's doing? Because I think he's going to be the everyday second baseman for the Mets pretty soon in 2024.
0: I don't think so because he could turn into a combination of the greatest infielders of all time. And I would be like, well, you know what? That was the cost of doing business and it worked out fine. I understand why people
2: would. I just don't think that's going to bother me. Well, will he be a future all-star second baseman in the National League? It's going to be really tough because the L.A. Dodgers decided to make a permanent change with Mookie Betts, the gold glove right fielder. I think the best defensive right fielder in the game, and I think Aaron Judge is up there too. I think Adoles Garcia Garcia is up there too, but those are kind of the three guys I think of as the best right fielders in the game defensively. Mookie Betts is now moving to second base permanently. If you're like, why? What? He came up with the Boston Red Sox in their organization as a middle infielder and really primarily as a second baseman. Why didn't the Red Sox keep him at second base? They had a, I don't know, borderline future Hall of Famer. Do you think Dustin Pedroia is going to get into the Hall of Fame? I do don't but i understand
1: borderline's man. good word yeah. yeah
2: like he'll be on that like yeah. he won't do it the first two or three years he won't make it but as years Little progress build up theme. he be- kind of reminds me of yeah no i could see that because like besides um He's like Jeff Kent to me. It's like besides David Ortiz, that run for the Red Sox, he was their second best player, right? So it'll be interesting. But the reason that Mookie Betts had to move to the outfield when he first made it to the major leagues is they're like, dude, we got Dustin Pedroia. You're not better than Dustin Pedroia. We're sorry. Yeah. And obviously, Dustin Pedroia, they couldn't say, you go to the outfield. They knew Mookie Betts was athletic enough and gifted enough that they thought, we can make him into a good outfielder. So if you don't know uh, Mookie Betts' career, that's he had to move to the outfield when he became major league ready because they had Dustin Pedroia and became arguably, uh, of his time, I do believe he's the best right fielder of his time.
0: Wow. Okay. So, uh,
2: not of all time, No, no, I understand. But, but, but that's still pretty yeah, high. Price. In the last 10 years, I think Mookie Betts is the best right fielder in baseball, and now he's going to move to second base. Uh they're hoping that why am I drawing a Gavin Lux. They're hoping that Gavin Lux comes back from the injury he had in spring training. He was supposed to be their everyday shortstop after losing Corey Seager, then losing Trey Turner. They're like, we're fine. We have Gavin Lux. We've developed him. It's taken a little bit of extra time, but we believe he's gonna be the everyday shortstop and he got hurt in spring training. They're hoping he comes back and is able to contribute at a high level so they would have Gavin Lux, and Mookie Betts uh, as their middle infield combination. Let's move on to our rival in two stories, and it will also include the Texas Rangers. The first one, the Houston Astros have come out and said, if you were listening to us, if you're toloing, thank you so much. They have said, we are not trading Alex Bregman. Okay. Alex Bregman has one year left on his contract. It didn't say they're going to work out an extension. Right. But they said they are not trading Alex Bregman. In the article, though, it pretty much says the Astros believe they can, excuse me, win it all next year. Hey, I do. It's think- hard to argue against that, seeing as how close they get. Right, I do think that they are going to be uh, big time competition for the Texas Rangers. Have the Texas Rangers taken this over? Well, you can say yes. They beat them in we the playoffs. We won the damn World Series and won the World Series. In fact, Alec. Just so we can remember that we won the World Series, I know this isn't on the run sheet, but if you'd quickly like to just give me the Eric Nadel call of Josh Spores striking out, I think it's Cattell Marte, if I remember the hitter right. I
1: just watched the double but, the double play turn in that or that Marte almost beat out, and uh, and it's still just golden watching Seeger and Simeon flip and throw and then do that moment and share that, yeah, "Yeah!" moment together. Just
2: in case Alex Bregman forgot, here's the last call of Major League Baseball in 2023. Two balls, two strikes. Spores, kicks, and fires.
0: He struck
2: him out looking. It's over.
0: It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series.
2: Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. So Alex Bregman, every day you can go back to Houston, but right now the World Champs are in Arlington, Texas. Dry oh baby. my
0: God, I love so it nice. so much.
2: So Alex Bregman will be a Houston Astro. the The Houston Astros want to compete next year for a championship. They do have to watch their budget. They're not going to be a team that probably gets close to two hundred thirty seven million or over. That's the first number where if you go over that, whatever yep. you go over, you you owe thirty yep. percent of whatever oh. you go over. So <laughs> So whenever you're like, it's, why couldn't you sign him for 10000000 million, so you, you're like, not really. It's really weird oh. when- If you go when, to 240 just example, you would owe Major League Baseball another million dollars for going over $3 million.
1: It's really weird when, when the owners all agree to, to money that they shouldn't spend. They're just like, yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep the money low here, but that's not and tax ourselves. But they're saying we put the tax on it, so some wild owner doesn't go out there and just kill them, kill all of us. You know.
2: My last baseball yeah. nugget brought to you by the Diamond Factory. Here's where the Astros and the Rangers are in the bidding for the same player. This is according to John Heyman of the New York Post. The Astros, Rangers, Cardinals, and Orioles are among the teams with interest in right-handed relief pitcher Jordan Hicks. Now, what's interesting is it seemed like the Rangers weren't super interested in him at the trade deadline. The Rangers get Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton from the St. Louis Cardinals, but they didn't go after Jordan Hicks as hard as I thought they might do. But in this article, it says... Uh, the, The connections to the Rangers and the Astros are new. So yesterday, if you want to know, what are the Rangers doing in Nashville during the winter meetings? Well, at least here's a new rumor that the Rangers are possibly trying to add Jordan Hicks, who can hit 105 still. He's had his issues with injuries. He's had his issues with success, to be honest. Yeah. He was supposed to be the next coming of the next closer in Major League Baseball, but got hurt and then hasn't performed up to high expectations. I'd love to get Jordan Hicks uh, in this bullpen. I wanted him in the bullpen at the trade deadline. So if the Rangers are able to come away in Nashville with uh, beating out the Astros, Cardinals, and Orioles and getting Jordan Hicks, I think that would be a good move for the Rangers. And do you believe...
0: I I guess you believe then that they can fix him up or get some semblance of control or control in terms of his throwing, not in terms of money.
2: Yes, and the thing is, is you have a connection there because when Mike Maddox was the pitching coach of the Cardinals, he had Jordan Hicks, so he knows him. So he knows what he can and can't do or believe what he can and can't do.
0: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone.